Dear Sports, I love you. I will always love you, and I want you to know that you have influenced my life from the moment I first took a shot with a basketball, hit a baseball, and caught a football. This week has been hard with the loss of a hero, a role model, and a legend. This episode of the podcast is dedicated to a father, a husband, and an NBA player, as well as a legend, Kobe Bryant. We will mourn forever, but in Kobe fashion, we will play on and we will make sure that we represent this podcast the best way we could. We want to give a 24.2 second moment of silence for Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, and the lives that were lost. Respect the Chat Podcast, episode 87, the Kobe Bryant episode. We could dedicate all of these to him, really. Yes, we could. Uh, I'm here. Rich is here. What's going on, everyone? Frankie's in Philadelphia. Philly. So shout out to Frankie. We're going to do this episode without him. Hopefully, we did this right. <laughs> we could we'll record <laughs> an hour, hour and a half, two hours right now. It may not get us anything. So hopefully, bear with us. We took off last episode um to remember kobe it was just too soon me and rich were going to record last week too um i drove home to my parents where we record um and me and rich decided it'd be best not to right agree yeah just let it sit in a little bit you know the the tragedy was so soon to be able to speak upon it and and just you know it would have been tough i mean it still is tough i mean it's been a week a week today yeah is when the tragic accident happened Mm -hmm. i mean I mean, we saw the impact that, you know, he made on everyone's life this week with everyone talking. Everyone, everyone has a story about Kobe. Everyone. Yeah. You know, like, it's crazy. Like, when you're watching ESPN, you know, you see all the, the analysts. They, they they always said Kobe was always asking how, you know, how are you? You know, mm-hmm. he was always he was always so kind and always wanting the best for people. You know, you, you go online and on YouTube and you see all these people posting personal videos that they made with Kobe about him just giving a shout out to a family member that had cancer or you know, uh, a person that was just trying to work hard to get to the next level. Like this guy was everywhere. And, you know, just, so I, I think it was good to kind of sit for a week, kind of let that all digest a little bit. And yeah, now we're here, you know? Yeah, man. I remember this guy coming in. I'm 36 years old. I remember this guy coming in at 17, um, you know, Charlotte drafts him and then the Lakers trade for him. And you say to yourself, man, what's this kid going to be? You know, it was kind of like the age where Kevin Garnett was the first guy to come out of high school and do his thing and, and, and really kill it. But even his start was slow. So you say, okay, now Kobe's the next like big name. Might have been a, a guy or two in between there. Um, but Kobe, what he did from the moment he got into the league to the moment he left the league, I think at, at, at 38, 38 years old, um, was influence and change the game like I've never seen before, at least. Uh, Michael Jordan came before him, LeBron James came after him, Kobe Bryant like bridged that gap of a superstar that the NBA needed 
in between those two guys, and he did it amazingly. And to me, it's 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 Mike and him at the top. It's always been for me, um, and LeBron right after them. Um, but more than that, and more than his plan to court, because I think we could talk about that forever, is what he did after. You know, after he retired, you were so happy to see him with his daughter at the games and his family at events and open up, open up the Mamba Academy and growing the game of basketball for women and the, 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 the guys he mentored and the games he went to and how involved he was in so many of those guys' lives after he retired. But then you hear about all of it like during it too, of what he did and the advice he gave. Because when I think of Kobe, I think of that killer mentality on the court. I don't see Kobe going out to dinner with guys before or after, and I don't think he really did either, but he just lent his expertise and his um, knowledge of the game to these guys. That was unbelievable, man, you know? And I think that's what resonated me so much with, well, resonates with me so much about him is that I think that's something I need to carry on with my life is I need to continue to, uh, you know, be a role model and be um, a person who cares about people and learns from people and goes into conversations knowing that I need to learn more and taking something from each person I encounter. So I think Kobe did that and you hear all the stories and um, the other people who lost their lives, man, they have families and my heart reaches out to all of them as well. I think Kobe being part of that just magnifies the whole thing. It's a tragedy all around from the young kids that we lost on that helicopter to the older adults, man. It was it was definitely something that I felt like hit hit home that Sunday. And I know it did for you as well, right? And 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 you having a daughter, two daughters. Two daughters. Um that resonates even more. Oh yeah. Definitely. Right? I mean, hearing you know, and it's I mean, the videos, you know, you probably would have never seen these videos, but from from the when the tragedy accident, you know, from the accident happening mm-hmm. I mean, you see all the videos of how he is with his daughters, and, you know, that's how I try to be with my daughter. Every second, you know, with being at work and, you know, that's a busy schedule. Like, any second I get with my daughter, I'm always trying to make the best of it. And that's what it seemed like he was doing. He, You know, he loved having daughters. You know, there's that skit where he's on Jimmy Fallon, one of those those uh, uh, late-night shows. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's like, yo, you and V have to have a, a, a boy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his daughter, Gigi, was mm-hmm. like, nah, I got this. You yeah, know? And, like, Lebr- and uh, Kobe was like, you know, she she's going to carry on my legacy, you know, and he, they were going that direction. So it's just a shame to see her life end, you know, so mm-hmm. soon. But, uh, yeah, man, being a father, being a girl dad, that's mm-hmm. like a trend that was going on this yeah, week man. because of the story from the one analyst from Sports Center. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and th- even going back to, like, the athletes, like, did you read, like, a lot of, like, what Russell Westbrook posted and, mm-hmm. like, he said the first time he met Kobe was at you know, UCLA practice when he was like, uh, I don't know how old he was, but, you know, they had like a little pickup game. And he said in the pickup game, Kobe was playing like it was game seven <laughs> in the NBA finals. Oh, yeah. And he said by watching that, that's what made him who he is now. Like, yeah. this guy's playing a pickup game against college kids. And he's playing like it's the NBA finals. And that's mm-hmm. where he, you know, that's where he set his, you know, his whole vision of playing like and, and you could kind of see that i mean west west uh westbrook is hustling every yeah. single play he has that mama mentality mm-hmm. you know and a lot of pl- a lot of young players you know they're trying to to do the same thing yeah it's pretty impressive the impact he had on these 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 players lives and, and and i think going forward i would really like to see these players like adopt that mentality of working super hard on your craft being a role model um on and off the court you know um 
but but also mentoring one another when need be, you know, teammates wise or other player wise, just looking out for each other. You know, it, it's a brotherhood. And that's what they talked about constantly. That's why I think they were so close with Kobe is he was always around the game and he always made himself available. And I think these players need to do that. And I think mm-hmm. they need to connect with the fans even more because the fans are so connected. You see that in this loss. The fans, the fans, man, they poured out at the Staples Center the other day. It was unbelievable. And the messages that and that, that, that they gave on social media and everywhere else. Across the world. Yeah. Across the world. Yeah. This guy impacted people. And that's why I try to say that, man, that these players, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, whatever you want to do, man, MMA, you're a role model. And you got to try to keep that in mind because there's so many kids looking up to you and you affect so many people's lives and you don't even realize it. You're not just an entertainer. You're a role model. You're a person that these kids aspire to be. Kobe aspired to be like Michael Jordan, better than Michael Jordan, and he got there. Like, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And kids nowadays are looking at Kobe, looking at LeBron, looking at Westbrook, Irving, and all the other superstars, Steph Curry, Durant, all the other superstars in the NBA. And they're saying, I want to be that guy. So those guys need to be aware of that. But I also want to see them come out and play hard. I never, I never would think Kobe Bryant would ever be a part of load management or ever be a part of like taking plays off or a couple games off, you know, even when he's either out there just, you know, going through the motions Kobe Bryant never went through the motions you know that was something that that really really is is huge to me as you know growing up playing sports and you know I think we all consider ourselves athletic we're a little older now and we that that deteriorate a little bit but (laughs) you know just having that mentality of just trying to work hard and become better each day yeah so um, I, I know the NBA did a lot of cool things. A lot of the coaches wore Kobe sneakers. A lot of players wore Kobe sneakers. They did the 24-second shot clock. They did the eight-second backcourt violation. Um, took those men to honor Kobe and even the 24.2 seconds to honor Kobe and Gianna. Her number was two. And just like the players coming out wearing his jersey, the Lakers doing it in warm-ups. Uh, I, know, I know a lot of other players did. Neymar you know, gave him a shout-out. Yep. Um, Ovechkin had a 24 jersey to warm up on It said Brian on the back There were so many guys on the sidelines Not playing that had the jerseys on And celebrities as well So I think this guy's name will live on forever And I hope it does And I know it was something we talked about Was changing the logo I mean we just I mean, They talked about it But we were talking about it in our chat And I would love to see that That would be cool And everyone I kind of run into I try to ask them Like what they think about it And it doesn't I haven't got one no, I've gotten yes, or I haven't even got a maybe. It's like I think the, I think it needs a change. It would it would honor someone who did so much for the game, and it would show, like you know, um, how 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 the game has evolved. Yeah. You know, like from Jerry West of that type of players to now Mike and Kobe and LeBron, those players, and then going forward. You know, like I think this guy should be the logo for whoever knows how long. You know. Maybe forever. Who cares? But I just think it needs a time, and I think he's the guy to do it. And I think his life showed had an impact on so many people that I think it would even bring more people to the game Agreed. and and educate more people about the really the guy the man he was. You know, even on and off the court, and 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 having that mentality. So I would love to see that. I don't know what they're doing in the All Star game yet. They they didn't announce, but they're doing yeah. something. I would love to see one side wear eight and one side wear twenty four. That's what, cool. That's what I would like to see. Um, I think that which I think they're doing. Everyone is wearing the stripe on the jersey, I believe. 
Um, I think they should retire both. The, I think they should retire at well, least one or both of the numbers like they did Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Well, I, th- I, I believe that's been talked about. Okay. And a lot of players, you know, a lot of, I think, teams are already in the process of doing something like that for yeah. no one to wear 8 or 24. Yeah. I think Ryan was telling me, shout out to Ryan Negro, my, my brother-in-law, um, and the RDC members. He was saying that Mark Cuban, the owner of the Mavericks, said that he will no longer allow any of his players to wear 24. Yep. That's all. You, as a Dallas Maverick, you will never wear that number. And Kobe never played there. He, he shows the he killed them. He he destroyed them on the court over and over with that killer mentality um, year after year. That's crazy to have another coach do that. Another Again, the owner. impact. The owner, oh, right. Yeah. The impact it's, that this guy had. So I would like to see that, man. And then I'd like to see a Kobe Bryant day, man. I really would. Like the way there's a Jackie Robinson day in baseball where everyone wears the number in the whole That'd league. Be cool. You know, that's how they do it in baseball. Everyone's got 42 on no matter what team you play on, and you honor him that day. And I think that's something that we should do um, because these guys are more than athletes. I know we criticize them a lot. Sometimes us on, this, on, on, on our podcast, I know a lot of other platforms do as well. But I think we also um, should show them a lot of love. And, and really consider how much of a human they are. Definitely with a player like what Kobe did. Like he did his whole career. He, mm-hmm. he, you know, he never had a moment where we had to question him or question his mentality, question his game of play, question the type of person he was. Yeah. From the jump, he was always the same. Yeah. Respectful. Mm-hmm. Always, always giving a hundred percent in the mm-hmm. game. I know. I know. We debated that whole morning before the accident. Yeah. We were literally debating who was better, Kobe or LeBron. And we were we were more Kobe, and the whole thing behind why I, I think Kobe's better is because he him if him and Shaq stayed together, they probably could have won who knows how many more championships. Wow! But he wanted to be the guy in L.A. Mm. He wanted to be the guy, and that's why they ended up parting ways. They were button heads at the end. Yeah. And what he goes out and wins how many more championships? Two Twice? more. Two more. Yeah. So you know, like NBA nowadays, everyone's looking for that other superstar to come in and help mm-hmm. them. He was the opposite. He yeah. didn't want a superstar with him. He wanted to. He wanted to do it on his own and prove everyone that he could do it. Yeah, and that's where that whole mama mentality came from. You know, it, it's it's a way different um, NBA. I think nowadays too, where guys feel like they need to team up or need another guy or got to build a team. You know, by recruiting other players. I feel like Kobe just kind of went out there and did his thing, and no matter who was on the court with him, he was ready to win. And I think that's a big part of where we were coming from. Me, you, Pat, and Frankie having that discussion. We were having that discussion, who's better, the morning of, um, is because LeBron just passed Kobe in, in, in points. And, um, I mean, those three guys that are going to forever, at least in our mind, be connected to each other, Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron, because they're just at the yeah. top of the game, you know? And you, and you could debate so many yes. different ways of which one's better, which one's not. And- yeah. But both, but those three will be always be the three on on top. Yeah, and um, just where I think we um want to go with the podcast for the rest of for the rest of it is going to be you know a little more basketball, some football, maybe a little MMA. We'll talk. We got the Super Bowl today. We're recording on a Sunday. We hopefully this comes out tomorrow. Frankie will edit this and put it together and get it out tomorrow. But the Super Bowl is on soon, so we just want to start off though honoring man somebody that we honored. Uh, I mean, uh, looked up to and um, really respected. And I, like I said before, too, there was other people on that helicopter who lost their lives and families that were affected. And uh, no life is, is bigger than the next. 
and everyone had a huge value in somebody's life on that helicopter. Um, and, and this will be affected. Many people will be affected by this. But I think more than that, I think what we will do is move on to be better people, I, I hope, from this. Because um, we've seen what one person's impact can do on others. And I think we got to do that each day to help other people. Um, LeBron James, man, I, I want to just stick with him for one second. Because I talked to Ryan this week. He hit me with a question, man, that I was like, wow, made me ponder a little bit. Is there anything that LeBron James could do to be considered the greatest basketball player ever? Do you consider him the greatest basketball player ever? No. What can he do? Can he do anything right now going forward that you will say at the end of it, yes, LeBron is the greatest ever? That's that's a tough question. Right? Wow. Well, and I try I to mean, look at it. Did that boat sail? I think I is think it too it late? I think it's too late. Mm-hmm. I think he had to. I think he had to win more championships when he uh, when he was with Miami. Yeah. Uh, you know, win a championship. I mean, he only got one with the Cavs. I don't. I feel like going. What is he? Three and nine in the NBA Finals. Something like that. Yeah. Some, I don't know the exact numbers, mm-hmm. but I think that's what hurts him a little bit. Because mm-hmm. when you're talking about Michael, who went six for six. Yeah. You know. And Kobe. Kobe went five for seven. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, and. The game was different. I mean, LeBron played on teams that are a little bit more stacked. I mean, a lot of people have different arguments about that. Like, mm-hmm. MJ had certain players. Kobe had Shaq. And then they could say that he had uh, Gasol Gasol and yeah. Byram or whatever his Andrew name was. Andrew Bynum, yeah. Bynum. Yeah. So, you know, but LeBron had more superstars on the team. Yeah. And he didn't get the job done. Mm-hmm. So I think if he st- – I think the only way that this happens – I try to go through all the scenarios – if he stays in Cleveland when he gets drafted and wins one, just one, I think, two would be phenomenal. But if he just wins one, stays with Cleveland, and and be's, and, and, and just, you know, goes ahead and, and, and is LeBron James, you know, scoring, defensive player, MVPs, because all that was going to come. No matter where he played, I think all those accolades would have came. He still would be one of... The best players, but I think with Tarnish's relationship was just leaving. I mean, not his relationship, his his legacy was was leaving. Yes. So okay, so he leaves, right? Just say he leaves. Okay, goes to Miami. I think what would have helped him there is if he won every single year there. Agree. But is it weight weighted the same when you have Wade and Botch there as well? Would it have been, or would would just that move to Miami? Is like ah. I think if you're that dominant and win every single year, you do what everyone's thinking you're going to do okay you know what i mean yeah when, when, when you go there and you lose a first year just to you lose to basically dirk Nowitzki alone yeah i mean how, how could these three superstars join up and and not win every single so year you think there? if they would have won that first year and continued on because then they started winning after that you yes, cons- i think that would have helped them. it would have helped them okay i mean i don't doubt that rich i don't know what you just know happened what? to this okay we still roll okay it, it just shut off good and what what i think might help a little bit, mm-hmm. just an argument stakes between people, is if he goes out and he wins the championship for L.A. this year. I think that'd be huge. Knowing what happened with Kobe, yeah. winning a championship and honoring Kobe, he finally brought a championship back to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So all the people in Cleveland love him. They yes. finally got a championship. And then after this, he goes out and he gets a championship, dedicates it to Kobe. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, you know. I, I think, that resonates with a lot of yes. people. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like that might help. Oh, I but think in so. In general, I yep. think I think that's that that ship sailed for him to be the best ever. Yeah, I think it did too. I think what could really help the argument is him going out and winning this year 
in L.A. Yes. And that would be a huge thing. You know, it would be like the Saints winning, I feel like, after Katrina. Exactly. And and this is way more of a higher magnitude, exactly. I guess. You know, but that was super tragic, too. And for a team to rally and win, and that's a team thing. This is one man who really, he's going to have to be the man if they win this year. I, I, I hear the Anthony Davis. He's great. I love him. But LeBron, everything goes through LeBron. You know what I'm saying? To me, he's he's the he's the engine that makes that whole thing go. If he goes out and wins in L.A., I think it could change the narrative. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I don't quite know how that's gonna go, but man, I, I'm I feel like I'm rooting a little bit more for these guys that I kind of hated on a little, a little bit. I, I I hearing LeBron speak yeah. in this past week, and I'm growing a little soft spot for him. He's like, yeah yeah I I, I he get did what great. you're saying. He did great. He handled everything absolutely great. His speech was awesome, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta really value and be grateful that I get to watch him, and I got to watch him, you know, because sometimes when you like got hate for a player, and the only reason why is is because I'm a Carmelo fan. Now I've explained this before. I wanted to see Carmelo succeed. I was riding with Carmelo. I was always a Kobe fan too. I always wanted to ride with Kobe, and Kobe had a couple of years there where LeBron started to take over a little bit, and people were forgetting about Kobe. I feel like, and I had to feel like I had to defend Kobe, and you know, just those comparisons from LeBron to the guys that I liked or that he was better than. Um, and and people would say better than Melo. I mean, it's hard to argue that, but that's why I always needed to defend him, and I feel like I didn't value as much as his greatness. LeBron's greatness that I got to watch, so hopefully that's dying a little bit. Um, that 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 snub that I give these guys, man, because because basketball is phenomenal. These guys are phenomenal. Um, I want to look at Carl Anthony Towns for a second. Minnesota Timberwolves are rough. They had a little bit of a I don't know, a little mojo coming into this year. Possibly a little juice going. Maybe they they got a young squad. See what they could do. They took a they took a dump. What is Carl Anthony Towns doing? Why is he? It, should well, he should he be there? I mean, he's a superstar, right? Yeah, he is. I mean, well, he he was injured for a good part of the season. Well, yeah. not a good part, but he was injured for a while mm-hmm. with them. But uh, I don't. I mean, he might be the next big name to make a move. I think they're saying that he's not even in the conversation. Really, the, the GM or owner, one of them have said it that Towns is not even in the trade talk. He's on, staying here on w- their part. On their but part. But what about his? Oh, right. Is it's he a, all in for, on that, being That's a, a different story. Yeah. He could start he could start saying, "Well, I want to be traded." But they're saying we're building around him. But you just see him on the, on the bench and you see what those guys are doing. He is a bona fide superstar out there that has no help whatsoever. And I just feel like you can't waste too many years of that guy's life playing, you know, life of life of, you know, a uh, uh, career you know, playing year after year and not being able to, you know, get anything done, get it, get a get a playoff run going, get get a winning season going, something. So I said to myself, I got a couple guys here that I want to hear what you got to say about. I think they should be traded, and these are the teams that I like them at. Carl Anthony Towns, I like him with Brooklyn. That would be nice. Put him, but him, him, Durant, him, Durant, and Kyrie? and Kyrie. I don't know. I don't know. All right, that's just a throw out there. What about Miami? Him with Butler, that, I, I, I like that team down there, Miami. That's I think a good a big one. Guy like him, oh, I love Miami. Miami's rolling nowadays. That's a great spot for him. I just still want to see another super team created, and I think if you go to Brooklyn, yeah. and you have three of those guys. Yeah, I agree. You know I what agree. I mean? I, agree. I, I, I like the I like what the NBA is at right now mm-hmm. with teams having just two guys. Yeah, like the Lakers, LeBron, AD. Yeah, Rockets, Harden, Russell. Yeah, uh, 
um, trying to uh, we, let's just say the Nets. Yeah, Kyrie and Durant and Durant. Yes, yeah, I, I like where it's going with that. Just having the duo, so then yeah. now more teams have a chance. Yes, I also like him in Portland. Him, him, and um, him and him and Dame Lillard, who's playing out of his mind. They got Whiteside over there, who's been playing really well. This yeah, year. Whiteside ain't Carl Anthony Towns though. No. And then you get that double combo over there. Because C.J. McCollum, I think, is more of a Scottie Pippen type guy as his career keeps going on. I don't think he is the second fiddle to, to Dame Lillard. Yo, I'm a huge Portland fan. I've been watching a ton of basketball this year. This team is solid, man. Really, really good. And Damian Lillard could be a top three player in the NBA. MVP. R- right now, yes. And I, for me, it's it's... They're they're one player away, and I don't know if it's a superstar. I don't think it needs to be, but I think them, Portland, and Miami are one player away, and maybe Towns could sneak in there and push them over the top there. Westbrook, I don't like him in Houston. I said it no. before a couple episodes ago, and it seems like Those when he's— Those two will never win a and championship. It, se- it seems like when Westbrook scores a ton, Harden doesn't know what to do, and he has a tough game, and they lose. So Westbrook scores like I think he scored like 30, 30 plus points right in the last couple games or so he's been going off like for the last four or five yeah, games yeah. Westbrook's been crazy combined he has a ton of points. Um, I like Westbrook with the Knicks. Send him over there. I think he's got to play by himself with a couple role guys in there because look at him in Oklahoma City. True. Put him put him in New York. New York would love him, man. Absolutely love him. Then match him up with Robinson. Match him up with Knox, and and see what they do over there. Um, who else I have him with the Pacers? Him and Oladipo, two very similar players. Okay, but I like what I like maybe him in 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 a small town over there, but with another guy who's pretty explosive, but but that could shoot the ball well. Um, I like him in Miami with with Jimmy Butler. No, you don't like him there. I don't, I feel like Butler is a guy that like I feel like, I feel like he needs the ball too. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not as. But they both got that killer mentality. They do, and Jimmy likes guys like that. You know, that's that's a what long about, shot. What about doing a switch between him and Ben Simmons with the Sixers? Westbrook go to Philly? Yeah, I like that too. Because Simmons could be a player yeah. that could just feed hard in the ball. He doesn't really need the ball. Or go there, or go to Philly with Ben Simmons. True. Because Ben Simmons don't need to shoot the ball. Ben Simmons could play with a lot of guys who could dominate the ball, who need to dominate the ball. And then Ben could play off the ball too, more in the post. Um, Bradley Beal. Excuse me. I like him in year. Miami. Yeah, I shoot that rock, man. Miami, Miami. He, he's already proven to be a good second player. Like yes. he played with uh, John Wall, you know. Mm-hmm. So we already know that if he's on a team with another superstar, he'll be able to play that role. He'll yeah. be able to be a team player. So I think anywhere that has a superstar and looking for another one, he'll be a perfect fit. Yeah, I love Bradley Beal somewhere where, like you said, he could fit in. He could be that second guy. He can also take over if need be. Um, but I just I, another guy like Towns is like his career is wasting away, and we're losing years of his career that are so special that we want to see him win games. And I don't want to see, like you said, the super team either. But I I want to see some. T- I want to see these young explosive players win man and in the playoffs like I can't see Bradley Beal in the playoffs I want to I want to see Carl Anthony Towns in the playoffs with the teams they're with can't happen right now at all you know um basketball the more I watch it the more I say to myself this game is so good and it's and I was a huge basketball fan absolutely huge um I would definitely like to see them though decrease the games because there's way too many guys sitting out 
And the more I watch it, the more you realize it. And we've been playing fantasy basketball, and it's like this guy is just sitting out multiple games, you yeah. know? And The only problem is that the, the owners and the, they'll be taking too much of a hit on I get that. the income coming in. I mean, it just, it's something that we're going to – I don't think they're going to cut the games down. Yeah. And I think it's just something we're going to have to get used to with this whole load management thing. I guess so, man. So, it's tough it, for me. Yeah, it is. Trust me, man. I'm playing fantasy basketball with <sighs> you. Guys just randomly sitting. Yeah. But uh, I just think that's how things are going to go in the future, and we're going to have to adjust to it. And, I mean, at the end of the day, though, I mean, what's the most exciting time during basketball? Playoffs. Yeah. And that's where we're going to see these guys – Playing at 100%, giving mm-hmm. their all. Mm-hmm. We'll, have, we'll be having great playoff runs, championship games. So, I mean, during the regular season, yeah, we want to see a good game. But in my eyes, I mean, if. During the year, it's really not, you're not going to see it. Maybe back to back, you won't see a great game. You'll see a great game, and then the next game, they won't. Just to say the Knicks get good, and we have a couple good all star players. Yeah. I mean, we know that if we get to the playoffs, we have a really good chance of winning. I wouldn't mind if one of our all-stars sat a couple games to get some rest. Yeah. I, I want him to hundred. I want him to be at his best when it means the most. Yeah, it's true. You know, stay in that playoff hunt, mm-hmm. stay within the top eight, top eight teams and come mm-hmm. playoff time. That's it. Yeah. I guess there's a benefit to it. I didn't really think about it like that. Um, enough basketball. It's a Super Bowl today. The Chiefs versus the 49ers. What a game this is going to be. Oh, boy, I'm juiced up. I am so pumped. I don't care who wins this game. I just think it's going to be a great game. I hope it's one of the best Super Bowls we've ever seen. I I really do. It has potential to be that. I really, really do. And we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl, and then we might veer off a little bit on a couple NFL (laughs) questions I got for you, too. But who do you got winning? I'm going to go Chiefs only because that's who I picked on the podcast in the beginning of the season, who was going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. To be honest— I don't care who wins. I yeah. like both teams. Mm-hmm. I love the Chiefs. I love all the players on their team. I love I love Kyle Shanahan and yeah. what the 49ers are doing. So either one of these teams to win is going to be awesome. And a little bit more, I would like to see Andy Reid get one. Yeah. I, I just want Patrick Mahomes to get his first and then continue on. Yeah. Because I, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to end his career as the best quarterback we've ever seen in really? football. In football. Wow. History. Over- over Tom Brady's what he's done over Drew Brees yes. with all the numbers he's putting up. Yes. Wow. Yes. I think this guy is going to be the greatest ever. And I think Andy Reid is going to be able to get his first and that's huge too. And I want to see the city of Kansas City get one, man, you sure. know? They haven't had one in a super long time and and I think it would change what they do. But I think also that the, the AFC is going to be going through the Chiefs for the next couple of years. I think they're the new Patriots. It was going through New England for years. I think it's going to go through Kansas City. Andy Reid, you think Andy Reid has that many more years left Yeah. Than him? You think he's going to be there for a long time? I think he's got at yeah. least four more years in him. Right. And if they win this year, you get that mojo and you say, okay, here we go. Now I can get a couple more. I'm trying to get two, three of these <laughs> things, man. You know what I'm saying? And I want to see my man Pat do his thing. I'm going to be rooting hard for him tonight. And I want to see a great game. But I want to see Patrick Mahomes do his thing as well. Who does this, and this is a silly question that I hear a lot of times, but who does this, who would this win mean more to? Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs or Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners? Like, like, just take those two guys. For Patrick Mahomes or Jimmy Garoppolo, who would this Super Bowl win mean more to? Their career. Uh, I, I, 
when you look at uh, probably Mahomes. Yeah, right. It has to be because Jimmy. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy G. I mean, it's not going to defy his career if he gets this championship. No, I don't think. No. Patrick Mahomes gets this 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 uh, Super Bowl win. His whole career is in front of him still. You know, Jimmy yeah. G. He still has some career. You know, mm-hmm. some years in front of him. But I think if Mahomes gets one early, like you were just talking about yeah. with the the Chiefs getting that moment, uh, every, you know, everything running through the Chiefs. Yeah. So I, I think it would be more. And I think for the NFL, it means more for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. This is their superstar. For him to get one, it, it after winning the MVP last year, now he's going to be a Super Bowl champ. Like they, they, they could buy into that. That That's huge for the NFL. A quick like storyline, though, mm-hmm. would be if Jimmy G got one. Because the Patriots yeah. let him go. Tom Brady's getting older. He got mm-hmm. knocked out of the playoffs. Did the Patriots mess up by getting rid of Jimmy mm. G. We all know what's his name. He was mad because they, they traded him. Yeah, Belichick. So, like, that would be a – I mean, that's going to be a huge story if, oh, if, if yeah. they win and Jimmy G has a good game because now Jimmy G could be the future of the 49ers. And let's say let's just say they roll off two mm. more in the next five years or something. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan or Andy Reid, who does this one mean more to? Andy Reid. Right? Their, his because career? He, he, he needs to get one. One of the greatest coaches ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know numbers on him, but I'm pretty sure he's high up there with wins. At, at least top five for coaches, I would have to think. Yeah. No, so I agree. He, he, it means a lot more to him. How do you think the narrative of this game goes? What does this game look like? I mean... To me, it's the Chiefs come out strong. And they score two times. I don't know if it's back to back, quick. but they score twice in the in the first half, and it kind of puts the Niners' defense kind of like thinking about what they need to do. I think they come out and they refocus and they have a better idea of what to do. And then Jimmy will get one on the offense; they'll get a touchdown, and then and then the game will start. I think it's going to be a more Chiefs-led first half, and then a, and then a combined good game in the second half. I'm going to go opposite, just really? because. The Chiefs have been a slow-starting team this okay. whole postseason, okay. and I think that's going to happen again. Uh, I think the I think the Forty ers go up maybe ten nothing, mm-hmm. and then the Chiefs start coming back. And uh, I, I I think once they start coming back, I think the Forty ers if they're able to run the ball, I think th- my, what I'm trying to get at, I think this game is going to be going back and forth right to the end. I hope it's so. going to be a game-winning drive by one of these teams. I really hope so, man. That's what I want to see. Because the, the Niners will get up, then the Chiefs' offense is going to take off. The 49ers' defense will slow it back down a little bit, maintain them, and then it's just going to be a back-and-forth game. Oh, yeah. That's what I would love to see. Me too. Me too. I just think I just think they got such a good idea of what they need to do, the Chiefs. And I think they looked at that defense and the secondary. I think they could figure out how to pick them apart. I don't even think it's secondary. Yeah. You know what I, th- I, I think? Because the, the 49ers are going to be able to pressure Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Quick screens. That's what that team's all about. Okay. You got you got Shady. You got yeah. Hill. You got Hardman. You got Walkins. You Kelsey. got Kelsey. Yeah. All these guys that you could do design screens to them. Mm-hmm. And the defense ain't gonna be able to stop that when no. they're pressuring. And then once they get that going, boom, deep ball to Hill. So that so you're so you're saying chop away at them with the short passes, get that defensive rush to back off a little bit, and then take the shot down the field. Yep. I like it, man. I like it. Now the 49ers, though, gotta say to themselves. Maybe that's what they do to us. Maybe they're chopping away at us. We got to guard. I, I think if they take Kelsey out of the game, double him, put a corner on him, something to slow him down, I think that could help the 49ers defense a lot to slow down Mahomes. Because then he's looking outside. He's looking deep. Those routes, I think, take longer 
and they could and that rush that's what they need they need deeper routes to that to 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 get that rush to be more effective so maybe they take Kelsey out and then they could really rush some guys and then they and, and then they could really take over the game but if they don't I think that's what's going to happen like you said they're going to chop them down and then they're going to hit them deep and that's going to shock them who's yeah. here I don't know, someone rolled up. Oh, okay. When we got the garage door open, so you're going to hear a lot of things here. <laughs> yeah. We got the dog barking in the background. We got snow falling over there. Um, but we're, but we're, but that, we wanted to talk about that, and I also wanted to talk about what – I, I, I got a quick question. Non-quarterback, what player has the best potential of winning MVP? Kelsey, I think. Yeah? To me, it's Travis Kelsey. I think he's going to have a huge impact on this game, and he's going to really make a huge difference in the sense of – how the offense is going to go, like I said, and what the defense is going to be able to do for the 49ers. So it's going to open up so much. And then I think the Chiefs go up, and then they could start to get a little pass rush going. And the secondary, I think, is very underrated for the Chiefs. And I think they could do a lot of good things over there. I really do. Um, hi, Angel. We're trying to record the podcast without <laughs> Frankie. We'll see how this goes. We might be talking for this 38 minutes and nothing. We might have nothing on here. It's all right. It's all right. It'll make noise on the thing then. We started it already. Um, now, I, w- I wanted to ask. Do you have another question about it? I wanted to ask. No, I, I wanted want to ask you about Dak Prescott's contract and what you think Tom Brady does. First things first. Dak Prescott. Are you buying into the? They're not going to sign him long term. What do you think is going to happen? I don't. I mean, I, I think they'll be stupid not to. Yeah, I agree. But unless. It's going to happen to me. Yeah. It's just going to happen. They just need to work out I, logistics. I, I, I didn't even think of it like mm. that. I, I just feel like he's the next franchise quarterback for yeah. them. Well, they may franchise tag him is what all this media talk is. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they did what they needed to do last year. He played it out. And now I think there's just little can, logistics in it. Now that I'm thinking about mm-hmm. it real quick, looking at Dak, mm-hmm. yes, he's a perfect fit for your team right now. Mm-hmm. But Zeke's career is going to be short. I mean, not short, but running backs' careers are shorter. Yeah. So he Dak doesn't show, at least in my opinion, mm-hmm. you probably think different, but yeah. Dak isn't showing like a Drew Brees type quarterback uh, mm-hmm. future. Yeah, a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, all these quarterback type futures. So why sign him long term? See, then? to me, he is. To me, he has already proved that he's a really good quarterback. You think he could be the next? Like, I don't know if he needs Tom Brady, to be Tom the Brady, next Drew Tom Brees, Brady. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. All these quarterbacks are going to be gone in yeah. a, in a few years. You think the quarterback of the NFL is going to be Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, let's just say Lamar Jackson. I'll throw his name in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you think Dak's name's going to be one of those guys? Like, you know how we say the elite Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe those guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely do. Because I think the Cowboys are going to be good under Mike McCarthy. I think Dak Prescott's their guy. I really do. I think he's exactly what they need. He's great, man. But I don't think Dak fits McCarthy's. I think he does. Yeah. I think it's, just, it's a matter of time. I don't think any of that has anything to do with his contract, though. I think the contract is just a couple logistics here and there, and it's going to get done. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get done. We did the same thing last year with Zeke. The Cowboys know what they want. It's Dak. They're going to figure it out, and they're going to make it happen. But, I mean, what's so wrong about maybe not taking a long-term deal? Take a four-year deal. Yeah. Get get some nice guarantee money out mm-hmm. of it, but leave yourself an option that hey, if this doesn't work out, mm-hmm. I have an option now to go somewhere else. If I'm playing well mm-hmm. and this team's not doing well, yeah, I'm leaving myself a 
a chance to go somewhere else mm -hmm. and maybe get in a situation where yeah. I could win a Super Bowl. It could be, yeah. I mean, I think it would. I don't know if it's going to be like a seven, eight year yeah, deal, I'm, I'm, ten I'm just year saying. deal. Yeah, I think it's going to be about five years, six years, somewhere around there. Um, but even on his part, signing a three year. Yeah, signing a three year for I don't know. What's to say? I don't even know what the contracts go for anymore. Yeah, 15, 16 million a year, something like something that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, instead of 30. Well, no, go like 25. Okay, all right. So let's say three years for, let's just say three year deal for 80,000. I mean, 80, 80, 80 million. 80 million. Oof. Yeah, Guaranteed no. 75. It, yeah, I think what it does is, I don't know what the, I don't think they're as to, nervous in what he could do as the rest of the world is or the media is about Dak. I think the Cowboys are comfortable with Dak Prescott being their quarterback. I don't think the narrative for them is he's not living up to being Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. He's not le he is the guy that we need. There's a lot of Super Bowl champions out there who aren't the greatest quarterback ever. Agree. You know what I'm saying? And won't will never be. I don't know if he's going to ever be in that conversation, but I think winning a couple Super Bowls will help. You know, who cares about being the greatest ever? I'm trying to get them chips. That's what everybody wants. You know what I'm saying? Now, Tom Brady, what, what does he do? Is he back to a Patriot? Is he a Raider? Is he a Charger? Is he a, I don't know. I think he, he has retire? to stay with the Patriots. Yeah. I think for his legacy and for his career, mm. just don't give the haters any possibility to get to, to say that. To tarnish just, your career. Your, tarnish it, yeah. yeah. Say he goes to the Raiders and they go 4 and. 12. Yeah. He goes to the Chargers. Same thing. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, oh, he was only good because of Belichick. Yeah. Don't give anyone the opportunity yeah. to tarnish your career. Mm -hmm. You're doing great with, but here's the thing. He has a mentality just like Kobe. Yeah. He wants to prove everyone. Yeah. He, maybe he wants to take on that challenge mm -hmm. just to prove everyone wrong. And Kobe and, thought and, about that too. Kobe thought about leaving the Lakers. He thought about going to Chicago, and he was like, "Nah, I'm gonna stay in late. I want to be a, I want to be a legend here in this city." Exactly. And I think that's Tom. I think Tom Agreed. is thinking about it, and he's like, "You know what? Maybe I could prove people wrong that I ain't just Belichick. That it's you know a big part of this is me. That I could do this somewhere else." But I think a big part of him also is saying, "But I want to be in New England. I want to play exactly. my whole career here. Agreed. I want to be this legend that plays here and wins here. And I'm cool with being." You know, attached to Bill Belichick's yep. name. Why not? Yeah, no, I'm cool with that. So I think he, I, I think he ends up in New England Agreed. too, hundred um, percent. All right, football down, basketball down. You had a little MMA, right? Oh like, yeah, we. I mean, let's talk about we didn't we didn't get a chance to talk about mm -hmm. uh, the Connor fight. Okay. So let's just start right there. I mean, what did you get out of that fight? Man, I loved it. Man, I loved it. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. I said it was going to be a first round knockout. I told y'all what's up. And I didn't think it was going to go down like that. A couple of shoulder strikes, a head kick, and then game over, you know? That was crazy. The narrative of Donald Cerrone taking a flop is the silliest thing yeah. I've ever heard in my life. So I'm not going to even give that any more airtime than I just did. Conor McGregor did exactly what I needed him to do. He came out and reinvented himself in a way of dominating early and going to what he needed to go to to win. He didn't get himself frazzled. He dominated in the sense of, like, controlling the fight. And I know people will say, like, oh, well, Conor McGregor always comes out hot, and that's what he needs to do. Yeah, no, he did that. I agree. So he didn't he didn't elevate his game there. But he did in the sense of how calm he was. Agree. And he clinched, and he didn't try to break the clinch, and he didn't try to do anything silly. He, he knew exactly what he wanted to do, and boom, boom, boom. He hit him with those shoulders, broke his nose, cleared the distance, 
blocked a nice head kick that that Cerrone threw at him, and then he gave boom a head kick of himself to Cerrone, knocking Cerrone out with a head kick. Who would have thought that is it is like is like choking out a Gracie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's what that's like. That's how Cerrone knocks dudes out and 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 and, and murks dudes. Is he does the head kick. You know what I'm saying? He's knocked plenty of dudes like that. You knock him out with his own medicine. I love that. That was you know. Nice. I think he could. I think he could have hit him with some shots. It it was exactly what I wanted to see. I wanted to, I wanted to see a little bit more. Okay. I wanted to see at least a round or two. Okay. Because the whole thing with Connor is how he does in later rounds mm-hmm. and his stamina. Yeah. So I wanted to see because he said he was back in the gym. He yeah. gym. He was giving. You know. He's he, he was back to the right way of training. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to see if he, how he did with that. Yeah. You know, like the fight was too fast. So when he takes on the next fight, it's, I mean, in my, at least in my mind, that mm-hmm. that doubt of him going the distance or going in long. I could see that. Uh, uh, you know, five round fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't. I don't know. I, I don't know what to take. I mean, he looked sharp, like yeah. you said. His his shots were perfect. His game plan was perfect. And we, but that's always been Connor. He's yeah. always been good for that. But he was calm in a situation and in the clinch where it could have went two ways. He didn't give Cerrone time to think. He set him up with his shots, and it was meticulous to me. I agree. And I feel like Connor sometimes in previous fights lets the moment like take over, and he gets out of his game plan, and he gets out of what he wanted to do. What, what, what he wants to what he wants to do, and he stuck to what he wants to do, and he dominated in a beautiful fashion. Now going forward, does he stay at one seventy? Does he drop? What do you think he does? I, what he's saying is he wants to fight one more fight and then fight Khabib, because Khabib and, and, and Ferguson are next. So he he knows that he needs to at least fight one more time or wants to fight one more time. By the time that that fight happens, and then and he then you gotta to wait. Fight, he wants to fight three times this year. I heard. Yeah, but yeah, I mean. Maybe stay at 170. Yeah. Just so you don't have to do those crazy, or mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe cut that. I mean, what's that, 155? Yeah. Maybe go down to that mm-hmm. and fight there. See how your body reacts to that cut. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to fight at 170 and then make your first 155 mm-hmm. cut to fight Khabib or Ferguson, whoever yeah. it may be. Yeah. So maybe I think that would be the best bet. Cut down to 155. Take a fight there. See how your body adjusts mm-hmm. to it. See how you do. Right. And I think it might be Gaethje. I think that would be a great fight. And I think then the Connor talking that junk comes back out. (laughs) And the humble side gets a little bit less. But I think he does it in the right way. I think he realized what his life could have been, and he slowed it down, and he said, whoa, wait a second. Let me reel this back in. He started listening to his coaches, listening to his family members or friends, whoever, humbled himself and really did it. But I think his next fight, we're going to see him do a little bit of that talking that we all love so much. In, a, in, in in the right way, though. You know, I really do. In the right way. Because I think Masvidal fights Usma. I think that's what the UFC wants to do right now. They don't want to put Conor against any one of those two guys. And I think Masvidal... I think the UFC wants to see Masvidal win and beat Usma. Because I seen something Dana White said this week around... I don't know the exact quote, but that's going to be the fight. And then he'll defend the belt in Miami. Masvidal will defend the belt in Miami. Wow. You know, because of the following there and how big that show could be with him headlining oh, as the definitely. champion. But I just think he's a good, he would be a great champion. That'd be a crazy fight too, uh, Usmo versus Masvidal. Agreed. But but I think Conor fights someone. I agree with you. I think he fights someone at one fifty five, and he fights someone where that Conor side can come out. He he needs to get that win again. He definitely needs to get that win again. And then he and then and then it's the big one. 
Maybe it's also this, though. Maybe it's he fights Nate Diaz. It's Connor and Nate Diaz 3 next. And he doesn't fight Gaethje. He fights 170 again. So I think he liked having his body at 170. And he could just focus on training and not the weight cut. And, and, and that's so huge for him. But but if his if 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 his ultimate goal though is to fight Khabib again, mm-hmm. I said like I said you can't you can't be fighting at a heavier weight and then do this weight cut and not see how your body adjusts yeah. for your first time fighting Khabib. Like mm-hmm. I feel like you have to well second second fight yeah. But he hasn't he I mean he hasn't been active. So you think you're, you're saying since you haven't been active. And you haven't really made that cut. Make that cut before you got to really make it. I feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. Definitely, if that's that's your goal is to fight Khabib again, yeah. you can't go into that. I don't think he cares what weight classes are, and he'll jump up and down weight, and he'll make it with no problem. That, that He's never you, cut though. close. That affects yeah, you, though. I agree with you. I think I think it does affect and I you. I think for him, knowing the, what's the word I'm looking for, like the, mm. the platform or like the the magnitude of this yes. fight, yes. He, can't, he can't be going into this. Like that. This could be fight. He's got to go in this could be fight off of two wins, off of two nice sharp wins, swift wins. Feeling good about yes. himself, his body, yes. his, his weight cuts, all that. Yeah. He's not going to just go from 170 on the one. I don't think he'll do that. Yeah. So you think he goes to 155 yeah, and then definitely. from there. I definitely. Think he, I think it's either 155 against Gaethje or it stays at 170 and fights Nate. One of the two. But I, I agree with you. I think maybe the cut should start to happen a little bit sooner so that he gets sharp for that and he gets goes into that Khabib fight. Ready to roll. Absolute ready to roll. Um, anything else? Do we got anything else for this episode? We wanted to definitely get one in. We don't know if Frankie's going to be back for the next episode. <laughs> Frank, if you listen listening might, to this. Might this be us too? Yeah, come on now, dog. Come on hopefully now. Hopefully this all went out, uh, all came out well. Yeah, hopefully kinda... it did as well. It's 50 minutes. We want to get to some of the pregame of the, of the of the Super Bowl, and that's why I want to cut us a little short right now. Um, shout out to my brother-in-law, Ryan, man. I, I wish he lived closer so he can get on the episodes with us. And uh, respect the bets. Yes, a new a new platform that the respect chat. We posted chat. that on our IG page. Yeah, uh, it's just a page that you. I guys heard he's doing well. Yeah, he's doing it's, well. With it's her. on Twitter. Yeah. He's running this through. Okay, so check that out. Go to Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know him and his friends out in Pittsburgh. They 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 put on their daily bets. Yeah, or, or the bets what they think are the best bets of the day. Mm-hmm. And you know, take some advice from them and win some money. Come That's on, what dog. It's all about. Come on, dog. Um, and shout out to all our fans out there. We appreciate you hanging in with us. Um, we're going to try to be as consistent as possible with these episodes. I love this. I know Rich does too. I know Frankie does as well. We got families, we got traveling, we got a lot of things in between. We're just trying to get back on track again, but we're definitely sticking to this. RDC crew is not going anywhere. Episode 87. We out.